0: You were six or seven when you started acting, at least on screen. That's where your IMDb credits uh, start. What was it that made you want to get involved in this? I'm guessing parents had something to do with this.
1: Well, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I was just a really crazy, rambunctious kid. I was really... um really hyper and and, and engaged and um, really, like, extreme. Like, I would go from one emotion to the next. And it was pretty, like, my parents really didn't know what to do with me. Um, And it was either, you know, therapy or uh, they spoke to um, another mother that was um, a mother of one of the kids at my school. And her daughter was doing, um, like, theater classes at this place called VYT vancouver youth theater that a woman named carol tarlington started and she suggested to my mom that um i go to some acting classes just to you know get some energy out and i loved it and the woman ran an agency as well Ah. got into the agency and it was really my parents were very unambitious for me like they they turned a lot of things down when i was younger like it was just sort of this this animal that that they didn't really have a lot of control of once i got into the agency i would go out to auditions and i just started booking booking parts like when i was 5 years old wow yeah
0: that's yeah. awfully young to get started. i mean I, granted that's that I mean a lot of people do get started at that at that young age but that's got to be intimidating for you i mean you've got a career at 5
1: yeah but for me it was just it was just glorified playing house you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was just it was just make believe with bigger sets and more lights and adults. You know what I mean?
0: And scripted pages.
1: Yeah, totally. And I I started reading at a fairly early age, so that was good. Like I had fun with the scripts and reading that. And I think that that had a lot to do with it. Is when I was five, I was I was sort of alert. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I was a pretty interested kid. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, like I was, I did participate. I did understand what was going on.
0: Mm hmm. Well, speaking of understanding what's going on, and you said that your parents were pretty choosy about your projects, I just rewatched um, Under the Bed from Outer Limits.
1: Oh, really? And oh, I love
0: that show. You do? Man, that is an, in, that's a scary show.
1: It is really scary.
0: <laughs> and they were okay with you participating in that. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure they made it clear to you that. That it everything was, was
1: make-believe yeah exactly. well you know what actually my mom god bless her she was so good like i can't say how thankful i am that i had the kind of mother that i did at that stage in my career because uh-huh. for instance while i was shooting that she saw the man that, he was all dressed up in costume and she said okay no like my daughter is gonna freak out when she sees this yeah. she can see him she needs to meet him. She needs to watch him get all of this stuff put on. Yeah. So that she understands that it's fake. Yeah. And um, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, of course, of course, no problem." Um, and it didn't it it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And our scene was coming up, and actually, the girl who was my body double, um, saw him without seeing him get ready or anything, uh-huh. and she completely freaked out and had to. Be taken off set and like not work anymore. Yeah, I mean, like she was so. And then my scene was coming up, and he was already in costume, and they wanted to do these shoots, but my mom just put her foot down and said, "No, no way. You told me that you were gonna allow me to, you know, present my daughter to this monster in the way that I wanted, and I'm not going to. I'm not going back on my word, and you shouldn't go back on yours. So we didn't end up shooting the scene and. I went in the next day and and met the guy and met Igor, the man who was the um, the monster designer. And it was all fine. But she really she really put her foot down. And she, early on in that stage of my career, like when I was going overtime and they, when she just went, she had to make a decision about my welfare. Yes. Um, that could have potentially, you know, affected the work day. Mm-hmm. And um, she, she did. And she, you know, played the bad cop. Sometimes. And that was, uh, I'm really glad, you know, because the last thing you need when you're a kid is a stage mother that's trying to please everybody.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And you, I mean, we, we hear all these stories about child actors and, and we see things, we see news stories about the, how things can go terribly wrong. So it's good that you have a beacon of light.
1: Definitely. I mean, the mothers that don't have their kids' best interests. You know what I mean? Where they have their own or they, you know, they're trying to forward their kid's career. Yeah. You know, like, that's not, that's not the time or place to be pimping your child out, you know? But yeah, I mean, there's all different kinds of ways to do it. And people have all sorts of different kinds of experiences. And mine was really great. I learned a lot.
0: Do you rewatch any of your work from when you were that young?
1: I haven't seen a lot of it in a long time. Sometimes I'll catch some of it on TV. If I'm over at a friend's house or someone wants to watch it or something and I'll bring something up on YouTube, but for the most part, I really don't.
0: How do you react to it?
1: Sometimes, sometimes it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because I'll, I don't know, I'll just feel like that awkward kid again, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I like it. I mean, it's, it's really nice to have that kind of a snapshot of you in your younger years, you know, like... It's really incredible that I've got these professionally set, dressed, cast, and uh, filmed little photo albums of these things I've done. It's really nice. It's kind of it kind of blows my mind.
0: Well, honestly. You, you don't just have like home movies and, and photo albums and things like that. These are these are time pieces from your yeah. from your life that are intact and are on Hulu. <laughs>
1: Totally. It's going to be neat to show them like to my kids and stuff. I always thought about that when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, just don't show them under the bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, or explain it very thoroughly.
0: But Stargate, you know, that's, that's a whole other story. Uh, you were first introduced, your first role was in um, Bane as the character yes. of Allie in Season 2. Yeah, um, that was
1: really fun.
0: A role all your own and spent a lot of time with the very, very charismatic Christopher Judge.
1: Mm-hmm. I bet your he mom was... had
0: a good time with him.
1: Yeah, for sure. He was awesome. And his wife, Peggy. I remember he has a great tattoo on his um, on his ring finger that said her name. That was fun, actually. That role was written for a little boy. It was na- his name was supposed to be Carlos or Alonso or something. Really? And they sent me in. Anyway, see what would happen, and I auditioned and they liked me. So, so yeah, it was really fun. She was sort of like a tough little street urchin. Yeah, um, that was good times for sure. I was a bit of a tomboy when I was a kid, so wasn't too much of a stretch.
0: <laughs> Get the water guns out, and now we're playing war.
1: Mm-hmm. That was actually the first time I had ever eaten on camera. Really, I think so. Yeah. I just remember the spit bucket. There was a scene where we had to eat. I think they were Mr. Big bars, and they were in. Um, they were in like the the props guy had made this really cool packaging for it that I was totally fascinated by. And yeah, the spit bucket.
0: Well, yeah, and there's that whole thing about continuity and the length of the candy bar and from scene to scene. Oh yeah,
1: it's a whole it's a whole new thing. Like the props guy, often props guys on sets, so if there's a food scene, they end up being a caterer. You know, like, they, they have to have cooking skills. It's funny. That was cool, actually. That actually opened up some doors for me after I got that role. I, I, My agency sent me out for quite a few roles that were written for boys.
0: Did you know how big Stargate was at that point?
1: I had seen the movie, and I really liked the movie. Um, and... But I think it was... What season was that? I think that It was, was in, season two. Yeah, the second season. So it hadn't gained quite as much it was just a show at that point you yeah. know what I mean like it wasn't this whole Stargate universe that it is now yeah certainly but it was definitely there like right. all of the um all of the components and everything like like it was there it was just waiting to be found mm-hmm. waiting to be found by the fans and it was waiting to be turned into what it is today but, mm-hmm. like everything it was all there at that time
0: have you seen that show recently
1: no, but you're making me really want
0: to watch it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> I just yeah. rewatched it the other day, and I was like, you "Oh, know, really? Yeah, yeah." In preparation for this, I um, I, I stuck it in, and uh, I forgot how charming a little story it was. I mean, it's kind of gross, Tealk turning into a bunch of bugs, um, and uh, Tealk has never been my favorite, but it's a good show. And how this little girl, this little street smart kid, is willing to trust this clearly like drug overdosed kind of guy. You know, she doesn't know his story, but um, and she ultimately is
1: responsible for saving his life. The kindness of strangers. Didn't Blanche Dubois say that? I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, of course, um, the the role for, through Stargate that you are most uh, well known for, uh, with um, Rite of Passage, you came back as Cassandra, who mm-hmm. uh, had already been established by Katie Stewart. Now, did you know going in that she had previously been cast?
1: I did. I think that there was a conflict. I think she was working on something else. X Men Two. Yeah, yeah, and she was uh, she was so she was unavailable. They had this story that they wanted to do and I guess enough years had passed that, you know, the, the kid
0: She's a young woman.
1: Yeah. Um so I was really thankful to be brought on for that. I had a lot of fun in that episode. Um it was my first screen kiss. So there you go. Yes. Absolutely some juicy <laughs> information. Um <laughs> And that guy actually I know him from Vancouver. I know him from around and we did another movie together called Exhuming Mr. Rice and he's a great he's a great guy.
0: Oh cool. So it wasn't uncomfortable or weird or anything like that.
1: <laughs> well, you know. It was my first screen kiss, so there was a little was bit a little of bit then. a little bit of column B, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Now had you seen either of the previous episodes which featured Katie or did you just jump right into this role?
1: I just jumped right in. I think that we had it's, it's amazing how hard it is sometimes to get at that stage of the game when that was sort of before all this uh, internet TV came out. Yeah. I don't think I was I don't think I could find those episodes. Okay And I think we asked I think we asked Stargate, but it never ended up coming through. but
0: wow, they're yeah. usually really good about sending out tapes
1: maybe there was a glitch in the matrix and something happened <laughs>
0: i love it did they specifically call you about cassandra or did you audition for it
1: they did i think they called a, a couple of girls that they thought would be appropriate and then brought them in okay for meetings okay to see face to face if it was going to work if the audience was going to believe that it was the same girl you know and yeah, so I left out. I got it. I was, it was great.
0: Yeah, I remember watching this episode for the first time, and, you know, it opens with the the, the birthday cake, and we're thinking, oh, it's going to be Cassandra again, and you walk down the hall, and it's like, man, she's gotten bigger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Katie, actually, I, I still know Katie Stewart. Um, oh, you I, do? The other day at an audition, and she she's a tiny girl. Yeah. You know, like, she's she's always been tiny, and I'm not. I'm like five six. I'm definitely not a waif. I hope that everybody bought it. I had a lot of fun doing that. It was Peter DeLuise that yes. directed that episode, and he was great. He's I a gas. I had a biggest on set with him, and all like the ch- with the chess pieces and the and the makeup and everything. It was really good. Like I, uh, it was fun doing those scenes. They actually had those chess pieces that I was holding in the air with my eyes. On, like, a string. They did a couple different things. They did one on, like, a string and one where I think they just CGI'd it in.
0: Yeah, there was one where it was turning in such a way where I don't think they could have pulled it off with string.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: uh, yeah, there there had to have been a couple of practical ones as well. And it, it worked. You know, I mean, you can't tell.
1: Yeah, they're great on that show. With um, They got really creative with all of the different techniques that they use. The props people and the set deck there are just dynamite. You know, they really, they've really got a grasp on what they're doing and, and how to tell the story.
0: I mean, and they went on for five more years, you know, they absolutely, they absolutely deserved it. Tell us about working with Amanda and Terrell.
1: They were so great. I Amanda is such a joy to be around. She's such a, um, she's just such a like a no-nonsense kind of lady. She's just like a real woman who is easy to talk to. And you meet a lot of really very Vain people in the movie industry and and in television, especially if you you know you're the female lead of a hit show. I'm continuously very impressed every time I see her, even now. You know, like if I run into her, I mean, sometimes it'll take her a second to <laughs> register who I am because I I know she meets so many people. Yeah, but she always is so warm and um, and nice to me, and it, she was really fun. Like in the uh, in the makeup and hair trailer it was a blast, and actually. Terrell, I've worked with before. She played my mother. Oh, and, really? Yeah, actually, it's really funny. the The boy who played my boyfriend in that um, was also the movie that I did with him was also the movie that I did with Terrell. I'll be darned. Yeah, because we Mr. Rice and David Bowie was in that, and we she played my mom, so I knew her from before, and she's such a sweet little lady. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's 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 so easy. To have her as my mom because she's such a like a motherly sort of warm, mm-hmm. bubbly woman. You know, she's so great. I mm-hmm. and and also whenever I run into her in town, it's always it's always a joy. You know,
0: I've talked with Amanda on several occasions, and every time I because the the character I don't I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the character of Cassandra is very significant to to Carter's story. You know, I mean uh-huh. this is this is a child from season one that she rescued and I asked um, I think in season eight if she wanted um, uh, you to return as the character and she a couple of times I think and she always said I would love it if Cassandra ostensibly you uh, would come back and play again but it never seemed to happen
1: yeah I don't know why that is I would love to to revisit the story certainly because you would think you would think that she would be around
0: that she's mentioned every season.
1: Is yeah, she? Yeah, uh, she's mm-hmm. sort of Stargate baby. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> That's the truth. That's right. Yeah, there, there's one episode where uh, Frasier mentions that Cassandra and I are running a, a rowboat. You want to come? And uh, so that was funny because so they they always kind of kept the character in the loop. Um, in the loop, yeah. Even it's,
1: if she wasn't
0: seen, she right. Would. And uh, especially with uh, heroes in season seven, the Fraser character died. Were you aware of that?
1: No, I wasn't. Really? Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, she was killed.
1: <gasps> oh, I guess yeah. I gotta get a TV.
0: Yeah, well I mean Hulu is starting to air the episodes. So I think they're at season 3 right now. So mm-hmm. when you get to season 7, look for the two-parter Heroes and it is intense. It okay, is, wow. It, she she dies. She dies in um in combat. The entire episode kind of centers around that, so that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask because uh, a lot of fans were wondering if you had a scheduling conflict because there's a memorial scene in that episode, and it would make a lot of sense that you would be invited back for that.
1: Yeah, no, I was never, um, I never got contact on, about any of that.
0: Wow, okay, it's a tearjerker, Colleen. It's considered by many fans to be the greatest two hours of television in uh, in Stargate.
1: Really? You getting me really excited about all this? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna start getting on my getting on my gate game
0: (laughs) it's a good show Um, the character was so well loved and to have her just off in in a in a very violent uh, way and a very sad way was
1: um pretty shocking yeah. yeah, it's interesting and hearing you talk about it and people certainly that I've met as well like in in my travels in the world um People really connect to this show, and whenever they meet me, like it's one of the the projects. Like I've done a lot of different things, but people really recognize me for Stargate mm-hmm. and the one episode. You know what I mean? And I feel so, I feel so grateful that I got to um, you know sort of be brought into this fold of characters. It would be a lot of fun to um, collaborate on that and mm-hmm. and see more happen. But um, I'm sure I'm sure that all the the big men upstairs have a master plan.
0: So, how has work working on Stargate compared to other projects?
1: Well, it's great when you're working on a show like that where everybody is so connected. Working on Stargate, it's like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. You know? like people, they really know what they're doing, and it's a great it's a great cast and crew, and everyone just sort of moves together. And, and that was um, definitely that's not the case with every set I've ever been on. Yeah. I can say that for sure. Yeah. So that's always nice. And that always makes it easier on the performance. It makes everything a lot more focused when people aren't clashing. So that was really, really fun.
0: Let the work get through. Don't let ego stand in the way.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was one thing. The cast, the main cast, there was no ego there. No one was walking around better than anybody else.
0: Yeah, and Rick wouldn't allow that sort of thing. No,
1: I don't think so. And And that's that trickles down through yeah. everything. I think that the cast really sort of set the tone on sets. Yeah. About the kind of things that you can get away with, and that was um, that was a, a blessing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to make the whole experience so much nicer.
1: And I have to say, it's one of the coolest shows I've ever been on. Um, in terms of the sets, and like just going onto the Stargate soundstage is so neat because you know you've got like the military staff and you've got the. All the sci the fi stuff, and you've got the big, you've got the real Stargate. And then
0: exactly, the 22 this. foot monster sitting in the back of the room.
1: Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. That was really fun. As a kid, the first episode that I did, I was totally awe stricken by all of the magic that these people made. All of the special effects that they did on Tilt were mm-hmm. so, like, I my mind was totally blown by all of it. It was it was the first time that I had ever been on a show that did things like that. Like that I think it, it was before um, the yeah, the limits.
0: Are you actively auditioning today? What's what's been going on in your life lately? I, you said you you're in New York now.
1: Yeah, I moved to New York um, to go to uh, Circle in the Square Theater School. Oh, okay. It did for a while. Um, but the program didn't end up offering me the things that I had originally thought that it would. Okay. So I left that Two-year program in the second term, and started to pursue music. I'm also a singer, so I've just been writing music out there and um, working with different producers. And um, I, I've got a great management team, and they've got their own um, their own music group uh, called the Burn It Down Group. And we we're just out there trying to make some things happen. They want me to come home really bad. <laughs>
0: Oh are so they're Vancouver oh they want you to come over to New York. Yeah. You're visiting in in Vancouver right now visiting family. How are the cities different? I mean, is it uh, is it a drastic difference? I mean, it's New York for crying out and you're only 21, it is, so
1: Yeah. Well, it, I mean it is pretty huge like um but a city's a city's a city, you know. And you get to Brooklyn and it's not so unlike some streets in Kitsilano. I constantly find myself in new york and i could be in vancouver at certain mm-hmm. spots and then of course there are other places where i could never be in vancouver or i'll be in vancouver and i'll be on a street corner and be like yeah i could be in new york right now like this is pretty new yorky there's just so much to do yeah and it's also compact um i feel i've been there for a year and i feel like i've been there for a week you know what i mean wow that's crazy it's a big change it's so easy because vancouver is more or less a small town Um, and I've grown up here my whole life and I know tons of people and I know the city like the back of my hand. Um, so that was definitely hard, definitely hard moving somewhere where you don't have all your favorite spots and your favorite people to go to, to, to go to those spots with.
0: But you had the courage to do it.
1: Yeah. And I'm so happy I did because I felt like creatively I wasn't, meeting my needs here. And whether that was the city or whether that was my mentality, I don't know. But I just needed a change.
0: Yeah. A lot of people moved to, from Vancouver to New York and L.A. just for a change for a little while, different uh, opportunities. And then eventually they do go back. So Yeah.
1: It's so good to come home. I think I appreciate Vancouver a lot more than I did before I left because mm-hmm. I didn't have anything really to compare it with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had traveled before, but I hadn't lived in another city, so.
0: What do you do for fun?
1: What do I do for fun? Well, I really like playing music. I really like singing, playing with my band. I mean, in New York, it's fun. Going out is great. Um, I'm lucky because my managers, they get all sorts of invites to these events. And we'll oh, go so to- you can go and party. <laughs> yeah, so I can go and party, and now that I'm 21, it's <laughs> A lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I like making music with friends and just hanging out and chilling. Right now, I'm really enjoying going to the beach, but today is not a beach day in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, is it raining there?
1: It was raining a bit, yeah.
0: Oh, give me some. I haven't seen a single drop in five months.
1: Really? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that thing. awful?
0: That's wrong, man.
1: It's Yeah, that's not fair. I love the rain. I have to say, like, I don't... Rain day after day gets to be a little much, yes. but I do love the rain. Have you considered doing conventions? I think I was invited to one in England, but I there was a um, there was a conflict and I couldn't make it. But if it, certainly if it's around, if I'm able to get to it, I'd love to. I'd love mm-hmm. to see all that.
0: You know, there's I, I've talked with a lot of actors and actresses who say, well, they don't want to be one of those actors who only do conventions and don't don't do any new gigs, who are only known for what they've done. 20 years ago, you know, um, but a couple, I'd say one a year. I mean, I'm certainly not an actor, but I'd say like one a year is, is certainly okay. And you've got to see it. You've got to check it out.
1: We have to participate. Yes. You know, I think participation and celebrating the work that you've done is, is Mm -hmm. really fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing to sort of sit on your haunches and just become the work that you've done. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, for sure, get out and meet people. I can understand that. I mean, for someone like me, it's cool because I'm not like an icon for the fans. But if you know, if I was um, Amanda or or Richard, it would might it might be a little overwhelming. I don't know if I could do that all the time.
0: But don't underestimate your place in Stargate history.
1: <laughs>
0: you, you are a you
1: are a piece of it. Well, thank you. Well, I would I I would love to be back on the show.
0: Cool. Where are you planning to go with your career? You've got a long road ahead of you. What are you planning to do with it? Where do you see yourself in a few years?
1: Well, I'm doing some auditioning still. I've got a movie that is in the works that I'm going to be back in Vancouver shooting in November. I want to continue acting. I mean, I love I love acting and storytelling, and I want to, you know, write a little bit and and possibly get into producing and directing mm-hmm. as years go on. Um, in terms of my music and my songwriting, I want to write for other people, and I'm working on doing that, and I'm just right now sort of finding a sound and finding the music that I really want to present to the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite I've got a bunch of songs, but I'm waiting for the right ones before I go out and and sort of make a name for myself in that yeah. part. Um, but hopefully in, did you say five years?
0: Five, ten. My ten,
1: okay, in 10 years I will have one house in Los Angeles One house in New York I will, be, I will, I will also come back to Vancouver periodically wow. I'll hopefully have my own Production company My own record label And, uh, <laughs> and a, band,
0: a Pepperoni pizza
1: a, Yeah, and a pepperoni pizza <laughs> A single at the top of the charts A hit movie at the box office That's and, awesome Yeah. That's, that's the plan, dream big, right?
0: That, hey, exactly right. You know, and it's good that you're doing all this stuff, especially in this economy. As hard as it is, it's good that you're that you're that you're keeping up and and not quitting. You know, because yeah, it can be, it's so disconcerting right now on on any tier of this business and and outside of this business, it's just a hard time.
1: Yeah, it is, and it totally makes things like movies and all this all this make believe stuff. It makes it seem a little oh God, I don't know what's the word futile, It makes it. Yeah, seem
0: yeah. When there are bigger issues afoot.
1: Exactly. But you know, you got to make them laugh, right? Exactly. The show must go on. Exactly. And, right. And whenever, whenever any country has faced hardships, um, the people, it's it shows time and time again that they go to the simple pleasures. You know, yeah, they need and levity. That's entertainment. It's also, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here You know what I mean, like, simple publishers <laughs> can get pretty simple
0: <laughs> Yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips from Stargate Universe was on that I didn't catch it though, so
1: Oh, yeah, you know, I'm Lou Lou Have you I met just, him? No, no, but I mean, he's
0: It's Lou Diamond Phillips, I mean, yeah
1: He's better than that I was like, who are these other people with Lou Diamond Phillips? Exactly Who are you people? Yeah. You've inspired me. I'm going to learn what's been going on, and maybe I'll write an impassioned letter to (laughs) the heads at Stargate and ask them why Cassandra's been such a distant daughter for these last Yeah.
0: Wormhole disengaged.